As we preview the start of the 2018 NFL season, we're talking with some of the most respected beat reporters around the league. Last week, we welcomed back John McClain of the Houston Chronicle to talk Texans, and we're happy to welcome back Mike DiRocco of ESPN's NFL Nation, who joins us for a preview of this year's Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike, thanks for the time. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Hey, doing well. I understand you're uh, in Minnesota for the, the joint practice between the Jags and the Vikings. How are things going? Are we staying fight-free? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm not. I did not make the trip. Um, but, yes, so far, fight-free. I know that the, the Vikings and the Jaguars players' um, representative sample got together before the practice on Wednesday to kind of make sure that everybody was respectful and all that other stuff. So, um seems to be going pretty well for the first day anyway. Oh, good, good. I, I know you're completely objective, Mike, and I know that, um, you know, after years of covering some of those 2-14, and 3-13 and 13 Jaguar teams, from a beat reporter's perspective, how nice was last season's change of pace, you know, covering a division winner and a team that was arguably a, a play away from a Super Bowl? Well, it was so much more enjoyable because, you know, at some point in every season when it's going – terribly like it had been players get cranky um they're not happy to talk to the media in there you kind of run out of things to write you're like oh my gosh you know how many more ways can I write that this team stinks and you know they're losing games for the same reason so it was nice to have some success to cover for a change and um you know I was telling my wife this last year uh, at the end of the season you know I covered University of Florida from 2000 to 2012 and when I left the University of Florida, I think the last football game I covered was their bowl game against Louisville. And I hadn't covered a significant game since the play until the playoffs last year. I was like, it's been so long since I covered a significant game. This is such a nice change. Well, yeah, I want to start with a story of yours from ESPN.com from Wednesday on Jacksonville's wide receivers. You know, after the Allens, you know, Robinson and Hearns left in free agency this offseason, what can you tell us about the Jags' approach in replacing their former number one and number two receivers? Well, you know, obviously they brought in Dante Moncrief, who had one good year with the um, Colts, uh, signed him to a one-year deal, so I don't think he's a long-term, or they don't view him at this point anyway as a long-term solution. Um, but they're going to rely on some young guys and D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole and rookie D.J. Chark uh, to go along with Marquise Lee and those two, uh, uh, Moncrief. So, you know, it, it's going to be a mix uh, of guys every week. And, you know, their approach is we don't have a true number one. And, and when I say a number one, I mean guys like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, that level. Those are true number one wide receivers. Uh, so their approach is we don't have a true number one, but we feel like we've got a really good mix of guys that can take turns being our number one um, throughout the season. And, and they're playing on riding the hot hand. If DJ Chark is, is playing really well, getting open and making a lot of catches in practice and a game or two, they're going to ride him for a while. And then one week it might be Marquise Lee. So I think by the time we get to the end of the season, they may have three to five guys with, anywhere from, you know, 40 to 60 catches, uh, roughly the same number of, you know, yards, give or take. Although I do think Keelan Cole will probably lead the team in receiving yards again just because he's more of a downfield guy. Um, you know, so they may just have a bunch of guys with similar numbers. So there's not going to be one guy that you can point your finger at and say, hey, this guy's going to catch 75-plus balls this year. 
You mentioned Keelan Cole and Marquise Lee. They finished with the most snaps last season among the Jags receiving core. Where in the pecking order do you think they'll be this season? I, I think they're in the top three um, with, um, with Dante Moncrief. Um, you know, they do like um, Lee a lot, uh, especially on those crossing patterns. And he, of all the receivers, he's the best blocker. Um, so they will have him on the field a lot. Um, you know, will he re- lead the team in receptions again? I don't know. But, you know, the thing about Keelan Cole is, is you know, he's, he's continued to improve. You know, people worry about a sophomore slump, but I haven't seen any indication of it in camp or anything. I will say this, though, the one thing, uh, there were some times last year where he shied away from going over the middle, where he pulled up a route short, where he alligator-armed a couple of passes. Um, I've seen that once or twice in training camp, so that may still be a little bit of an issue. But I think right now, if I were, if I were ranking them in order, I think uh, Keelan Cole would, end up, would be their number one wide receiver at this point going into the season. I know injuries have plagued him the past few years, but Dante Moncrief had over 100 targets for the Colts just a couple seasons ago. Why do you think he's regressed like he has, and, and what's been his role so far in Jags camp? Um, well, obviously the injuries played a role in it as well. And also um, the fact that, you know, his quarterback the last couple of years has been Jacoby Brissett, not Andrew Luck. Um, now I've talked to people in Indianapolis, people that covered the team. Uh, there may have been some attitude. Um, selfishness issues, work ethic issues, um, plaguing Moncrief. But, you know, so far, everything I've heard and everything that I've seen out of Moncrief now is that he is absolutely everything that they'd hoped he'd be. Now, he did, he was banged up a little bit. I think he had an ankle early in camp, uh, missed some time, but he's back full now and he's made, um, several highlight catches over the last week. So I think he's a guy that uh, is probably exceeding my expectations in terms of camp at this point. And we'll have to see how it goes in the regular season. But, you know, he has some stability here with Bortles that he didn't have with Jacoby Brissett. And um, he's got a, a much better run game backing him up than uh, he did in, in Indianapolis. So that should hopefully help him uh, have a little bit more room to work with. And, uh, you know, the Jags want to stretch the field a little bit so they can get guys out of the box to stop concentrating on Leonard Fournette. And Moncrief's the guy that you can go down the field with and really, really runs well. So, I, you know, they're excited about what he can possibly bring. The most misleading quarterback in fantasy football over the past few seasons has to be Blake Bortles, Mike. Last season, he finished 13th among quarterbacks in fantasy football leagues. He had a decent, you know, 21 to 13 touchdown interception ratio, but I know a lot of his numbers come in those from behind games and in garbage time. But with all the changes this offseason, would you advise fantasy owners on taking a flyer on Blake Bortles? Yeah, maybe a late round deal. I mean, I don't think Bortles is going to go back to throwing for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. That's, that's not the way they want to play. If, if he is doing that, it's because this team is trailing in games. But this team shouldn't be in that situation because the defense is coming back intact. And um, the run game should be even better, especially with the addition of Andrew Norwell on the offensive line. So, you know, Bortles' numbers I would expect to be similar you know, in the low 20 touchdowns. But, uh, you know, their thinking is that he can cut down those turnovers even more. So you could have a thing where it's like 22, 23 touchdowns, eight or nine picks. 
um, you know, 33, 30, 3,500 yards in that general vicinity. So sure, I mean, he's a late round guy that you could probably grab and, you know, on a, you know, if you're caught shorthanded one week because of some buys or some injuries, you can throw him in your lineup for, you know, a week and, uh, you know, get by. Taken fourth overall last year and with Tom Coughlin back in town, no one was really shocked by Leonard Fournette's 268 carries as a rookie. But, you know, he finished with just over 50% of the team's total carries, next closest being Chris Ivory at 112. What will the carry share look like this year in the Jags' backfield? Well, Ivory's gone, so those carries have to go somewhere. And I think most of them, or the majority of them, will go back to Leonard Fournette. I expect him over 300 carries this year. They are going to run the heck out of him. He is lighter. He dropped down about 223 pounds because he said that's the weight that he felt the best at. Uh, that's the weight he was when he ran for 1,900 yards at LSU as a sophomore. Um, so he feels more explosive. He says he feels more um, agile. And he's hoping that you know being that weight will eliminate the ankle issues that plagued him a little bit last year. So everything points. You know, I mentioned the addition of Andrew Norwell at left guard, the All-Pro, everything points to Leonard having a massive year, and they are going to feed the beast. So he will be over 300 carries, no question in my mind. Do you think Fournette should be in first-round fantasy discussions, or is he more talked about in the second round, in your opinion? <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I think, you know, you could, you could make the argument that absolutely he should be a guy that you would target in the first round. Um, in fact, you know, I shouldn't say you can make Jeremy. Yeah, he should be a first-round guy. They're going to give him the ball. How many running backs in the league are going to get 300 carries? There's not going to be as many of them um, as there used to be. So, you know, guys like Bell and David Johnson and Gurley and uh, who am I missing? <laughs> Zeke Elliott, guys like I mean, They're all going to end up with over 300 carries. Leonard's going to be right there with them. And he's already shown that he's going to rush for touchdowns. He had seven last year, so he'd definitely be worth a shot. Mercedes Lewis signed with the Packers in May, and with the exception of the Julius Thomas seasons in 2015 and 2016, Lewis led the Jags tight ends and targets nearly every season since 06. So do you expect Austin Safarian Jenkins to be the presumed replacement at tight end? I do, and uh, he's looked pretty good. Um, you know, it was uh, – you know, the knock on him was that he's not a great blocker, but he's okay. He's serviceable. And, you know, that's going to keep him on the field a lot more than a guy like a Ben Koyak or a James O'Shaughnessy. And he's an athletic guy, caught 50 balls last year for the Jets. He only averaged, I think, eight yards a catch, though. So I think that number will go up. And look, the Jaguars now have multiple big targets to use in the red zone. And Bortles has looked for Safarian Jenkins a lot during camp uh, in the red zone. So I think that's a guy to watch. Maybe there's someone you could snatch up in the later round that he may end up with five to seven touchdown catches. Hey, it's not the most exciting thing to talk about, but our league includes a team defense and individual defensive players. It wouldn't be right to talk Jaguars fantasy and not mention the NFL's returning number two total defense. So where has this defense dropped off, if at all, and where have they improved? Um, honestly, I think the, the drop-off might come at that nickel spot um, because Aaron Colvin is now with the Houston Texans. Um, 
So that might be an area where they're not as good. They find DJ Hayden to replace him, but he's not at the same level of Aaron Colvin. Uh, they will miss Paul Pazlowski, uh, the middle linebacker slash strong side linebacker. Um, they're going to start a rookie, Leon Jacobs, at strong side linebacker, so there'll be a little bit of a drop-off there. But that's it. I mean, <clears throat> 11 of the guys, the, the, the projected 11 starters, eight of those guys have played in the Pro Bowl. You know, the sixth last year, Marcel Darius, and then Tayshawn Gibson, the free safety. So this defense should not take a step back. They're a little deeper on the defensive line with the addition of Tave and Bryan. You know, so they should be very, very good against the run. It's a unit that's going to force turnovers. Unique Ngakwe is the master at strip sacks. Ten of his 20 sacks have been for strip sacks. So it's a unit that's going to force a lot of turnovers. Now, will they score as much as they did last year? That might not happen. It probably won't. But they are going to force turnovers. They're going to create big plays. And this defense should be the first or second one off the board. I also can't not ask about Jalen Ramsey, who's from right here in Middle Tennessee. No one locally surprised by his comments in Wednesday's GQ article, where he kind of he went off the top rope on half the quarterbacks around the league. What did you make of his comments? And more importantly, what do you think the Jacksonville's uh, Jaguars front office made of the comments? Well, they weren't happy. I can guarantee you that. But Tom Coughlin not happy to see all of that kind of stuff because that's just not the kind of stuff that Tom Coughlin would want out of his players. But um, I'll say this, and I'd say this to Coughlin too. Look, if anyone, if you were surprised that he said this, then you clearly haven't been paying attention the last few years because that is who Jalen Ramsey is. Jalen Ramsey is not shy about speaking his mind. He has an opinion. He's going to state it, and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And whether he's right or wrong on some of those quarterback opinions are, is irrelevant. His teammates have his back, and they will support him through this. Now, it puts a big target on his back, but if you're Jalen, you want guys throwing at you so you can start making the plays uh, so you can have interceptions, so you can have pass breakups, so you can shut down big-time receivers and end up as a, an all-pro again. So none of it surprised me. I don't have a single problem with that at all. That's what Jalen thinks. That's who Jalen is. From a media perspective, it's fantastic. Um, it's going to always give us something to write about. So he can back it up. So as long as you can back up everything you say, knock yourself out. Hey, we love it for this podcast. It's, it's great content. You're right there. Uh, one of our favorite segments during the preseason is what we call no thanks, where we declare a player or maybe a roster spot that we want nothing to do with in fantasy for the upcoming season. Last off season on our podcast, you said no thank you to Blake Bortles, which you know no one could ever really argue. So are you saying no thanks to him as well in, in 2018? Who are you saying no thanks to? Uh, I, I just, I would probably say no thank you to the Jaguars receivers, not because I don't think they're good and talented, but I just don't think you can count on consistent production from any one of them. I think as a group, they'll be pretty good. But like we talked about before, it might be D.D. Westbrook one week catching six for 120 and a touchdown, and then he may only have 30, 40 yards receiving for the next month each game. You know, you just don't know which guy's going to be the number one. You can't point to a guy and say, he's going to lead this team in receiving. So I would probably say no thank you to the Jaguars receivers for that reason. 
I like it. Hey, once again, that was Mike DiRocco, Jacksonville Jaguars beat reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at ESPN DiRocco and click on his stories. You won't find better Jags coverage. Mike, thanks again for hopping on with us. All the best this season. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.